We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land. We respectfully acknowledge elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be. Welcome to Wine with Megan Mel. We're here to help you navigate the world of wine. I'm Mel Gilchrist, Master of Sabrage, joined by Master of Wine, Meg Brotman. Oh, God, the Sabrage. And we're finally doing our, we, we teased that we'd do it a while ago and haven't actually done it because we couldn't find that, but we're finally doing our sustainable packaging episode. Yay! So we've done something before that was alternative packaging. Yes. So this is actually touts itself as sustainable and I'm going to kind of explain there's a couple of ways you can make that claim. Mm, okay, so we'll get into it and we'll not only explain how they're impacting the world and what their impact is, but we're going to taste them, make sure they taste good <laughs> before you go out and yeah, buy them. <laughs> absolutely. But first, Meg, I don't have a song for you this week. You should be happy. So you can just tell me what you've been drinking. <laughs> so I had this weekend a 2019 Julg. J-U-L-G, Riesling, um, from, I think it's from Mosul or something. Okay. Kaffenberg. Our darling's um, co-worker gave it to me. Okay. As a thank you. And it was absolutely superb. I've got, I've got a photo of it. Um, I don't think that's helpful for people listening true, to the podcast. True, I keep forgetting it's on the wireless <laughs> and it's not actually video. You're on the radio, Meg. Yeah, it was a superb <laughs> wine. I know that um, she got it from the Prince Wine Store. Yeah. Kalkmergel, Kalkmergel, K-A-L-K-M-E-R-G-E-L. Okay. Trocken Riesling. And when I read reviews of it, and um, I think it was from the Prince Wine Store, uh, Miles, who works at the Prince Wine Store, has said it is between Feltz and Alsace in style. So it's kind of this. Oh. And and he described it as push and pull. So you have that that tight line of acidity, the zippiness, but then there's a little bit of fatness. So it is one of your journey wines. It was absolutely Delicious. Had it with carne asada. Oh, amazing. Very nice. And I okay, wish good I had more of it because, seriously, I would definitely buy some more. So thank you for the gift. You know who you are. Um, and I'm, I'm hooked. Wow. Well, okay, I'll make sure that a link goes in those notes after that. Much of your recommendation. That was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And what's your fun fact? Okay, Mama, fun fact, you got to listen. Oh, no, now I've got to find it because I'm technically challenged. <laughs> Sorry, people. Here we go. Now, hopefully I've got it up loud enough. Listen. Over the state line in Haywood County, North Carolina, moonshiners Mike and Jerry are busy turning a windfall of blueberries into high-end brandy. Mm-hmm. These guys, what? That's and blueberry, Jerry, ain't it? Make top chef high-dollar premium alcohol. That's what <laughs> You know, less alcohol for a higher price. That's what we're trying to do. <laughs> you have my son, who's mad, sent me this. You have to go. It's actually on the Discovery Channel. It is these moonshiners and these guys. I haven't got time to play the whole thing, but they're making blueberry moonshine. Yeah. And then they want to make champagne shine. So champagne from blueberry shine. <laughs> 
<laughs> it is fantastic. Watch it. Um, and I'm dying to try this. And why it really tickled my fancy and not bad, not being a fun fact but just something lightning was a few years ago I was in New Hampshire in yeah. America and um, the lady I was with who was my um, porter at the time <laughs> took me to these um, a winery that made fruit wine. Yeah. Oh, my God. How funny are From those places? Blueberry <laughs> yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. But they called them Pinot Noir and Nebbiolo. And so they were adding tannin. Yeah, yeah. And they they wanted me to, like, give my recommendation. And I'm like, oh, I'm not really comfortable. The winemaker ended up emailing me oh, when I got back to Australia. And I said, that's all good. the Nebbiolo one was actually. Yeah. And I just wrote drinkable, which I don't oh. think was what he wanted to hear. No. That said, I've always thought blueberries tasted like crap. Wild blueberries from North America are bloody delicious. Yeah. So something good came of it, but I just love that blueberry shine. Watch it. Champagne shine. Champagne shine. <laughs> blueberry champagne shine. Awesome. So that's just something to cheer you up. Oh, I love it. The day. It's very funny. Okay, <laughs> let's get into this. What are we starting on? Okay, so we have a the glass bottle, um, round table wines, and people who listen to our Pinot Gris episode may remember that we um, did a round round theory. Sorry, not round table. We did a round theory Pinot Gris. This is in a bottle that's sort of like a squat old vinegar bottle almost. Um, yeah. It's a lighter weight bottle, so it uses less glass. So that's yes. how they claim they have less carbon emissions. Yes. But this company, yeah, um, Constellation Brands, big company, although you wouldn't know that yeah. by picking the bottle up, this company does a lot of their sustainability by offsetting their carbon. Yeah, so I think a lot of people don't realise that. So what does it mean? What's the difference between offsetting carbon and just using less or you whatever? You basically buy someone else's carbon credits. Someone has done saved some carbon dioxide and they sell those credits on the market. Oh, my God. I thought it was just like planting trees. No, there's <gasps> trees. So oh, my God. That sounds so dodgy. Carbon credits, yeah. It's, very, it's a very dodgy system. Yep. I'm not saying that these guys, I think these guys probably do plant trees as well. I don't know, but um, you have to do your research. But carbon credits is basically they're traded. And there's a <gasps> there's a brilliant article that I read not long ago oh that my I think God. came out of the US saying yeah. you think, you know, this is all wow. fancy and fantastic. And okay. It's not. Well, I'm on the Round Theory website and there are definite trees being planted. Okay, so we good. can say that. I don't know whether that is all of their offset or what, but I didn't know that that was a thing. Mm, and we're not buy. saying that's definitely what's happened in this case, but I didn't know that you could buy someone else's yeah. carbon credits. So you remember when we talked to Richie Vandenberg? Yes. They are carbon neutral because they do buy some carbon credits, but he does do offsetting by planting trees and carbon capture in soil as well. So, so can you explain what? So if someone else has a massive company and they do better, they pull back their own? You can buy them. So if I stop using so much electricity at home, if I turn my heater off more, can I just like bank that and sell it to a winery? <laughs> if you were a big enough business, yes, you could. Yes, oh, you my could. God. Hey, mm. this is a good uh, business opportunity. Yeah. It's, um, Maybe I'll start a hide, side hustle of turning off my heater. this all comes down to that greenwashing <laughs> that we've spoken about yeah. that you always say to me, Meg, you can't greenwash. You actually have to make change. So that's very, very true. But 
hats off. It's a step in the right direction. Oh, absolutely. We are not going to make massive change yeah. overnight. It's going to be incremental, small steps, and every little step you yeah. take by not throwing out yes. food or making sure that you recycle your plastic yeah. or your soft plastics or whatever is a step in the right direction. And even just putting out a product that preaches sustainability and having heaps of, of consumers go, yeah, awesome, I'm on board, that starts a wave. That gets other people doing the same and thing. And it's a lighter weight bottle. So it's by its very nature it's got less carbon dioxide because there's not as much glass in there. Yeah, because this is from New Zealand, so they have to ship it to us. Well, that's the thing that, you know, how do they offset those car- that carbon? Yeah. Do they spend the little <laughs> 24 cents to make their flight carbon zero? Yeah. It'd be coming on a plane, uh, a boat, I'd say. But yeah. it's, um, it's vegan. It's, you know, why step in the right direction? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And if we all made little changes like this, yeah. it would be great. Yeah. But, hmm. Is the squishy bottle, is the, like chubby bottle got anything to do with it do you reckon or is it just a cool to get your attention well no think about it you don't have that long neck do we need that long neck that's less glass just by saving there oh the shape uh yeah the shape but also that is less glass isn't it so you you have to make it fatter to get the 750 mils in it it's not as tall Mm. So it has to be – It's you're going – So it's still less glass. Yeah, because if you're making it tall and thinner, you've got to go up higher. Yeah, I see what you Whereas mean. Whereas if you're making it short and fat, it can fit. Yeah, there's more there. volume in that circle. Cool. Yeah, so it is it is definitely a step. The wine is cool, is a 2020 white field blend. The thing that I noticed that mm. did surprise me was 14% alcohol – um, it doesn't tell us what the f- – okay, so this is the lightweight bottle and climate positive carbon click program, whatever that is. You'd have to go onto their thing and have a look. White field blend doesn't tell us what it is, but I think there might be some gewurz in there because it seems very, very floral. Super gewurz here. Yeah. Wasn't it gewurz. you that said once even if they only put in a little bit, it's mm-hmm. – you're going to taste yeah. like even if it's only a small percentage? It's – Really gewurzy, <laughs> yeah. It's like a gewurz. It's yum. It's, in fact, it's more gewurzy than that gewurz you showed me when we were doing the gewurzy thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's yum, though. I it's, drink um, yes, I don't like the alcohol. The alcohol's quite high. It's it's burning me a little bit and for these styles. But gewurz does that. It goes from yeah. sort of right to overripe. Um, I don't know what else would be in there. But, yeah, nice. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. Yeah, it is. If you like these super floral hmm. styles. On a hot day, yeah. chilled right down, that would be absolutely delicious. How much was that? It's about 15 bucks from memory. Uh, a little bit more, maybe 17 Sorry, or something. we're just moving the packaging. So actually we just blasely said that's Gewürzy. Do you want to quickly cover why we immediately went that's Gewürzy? Gewürz, Tremina, a grape variety from Germany and Alsace. Um Rose petal. Yeah. Turkish delight. Lychee. Very floral, softish acid. Does get that high alcohol and has that little perception of sweetness because there's a lot of oiliness mm. in the mouth. But you can smell it. It's literally, literally like smelling either a tin of lychees that you open up. Yeah. Or Turkish delight. It reminds, chocolate. you know what I always smell? Like, you know how like 
hand wash now is more like it's more nice but in like the 90s it just smelled like super floral that's what it smells like to Mm. me like 90s hand wash it's like that did you ever um the body shop did white musk oh my god yes exactly that's exactly what it smells like and that smell i think in the early 90s was was just permeated the world (laughs) everywhere you went was white musk white musk and it is a little bit like that it is very very floral very musky very roses um i will point out because i feel like we've started this and i'm going to keep saying we both tipped that one though yeah yeah it's an indicator right but yeah, that, but it's the alcohol. That would need to be yeah. super chilled yeah. for me to enjoy If it that. was chilled and it was a hot day, I'd, I'd yeah. probably drink it. Yeah. Okay. So this second one, Taylor's, someone actually, we'd kind of been talking about it a bit, but also a listener sent it in and asked if we could comment on it. Um, we have put it on our Instagram before a photo because we spoke about it in an episode with the disclaimer that it – we haven't tasted it yet, so we're about to taste it. We still haven't tasted it. Meg, do you want to describe it? So this is a flat bottle. It's called a Gasson bottle. It was invented in the yeah. UK um, kind of as a response to COVID. Mm. Uh, well, that's where it really came into its own, to fit through UK letterboxes. So if any of you haven't lived in the UK, you don't have a letterbox in the UK. You have it in your front door. Mm. So you just have a flap and it ah. gets posted through your front door. So this bottle was designed specifically to fit through most UK letterboxes. Yeah. But it is PET, so it's a plastic, but it's a recyclable plastic. How does that even work? I didn't know there was such thing as recyclable plastic. Yeah, there are different types of plastic So do you put in it in your recycling bin? I don't know. It's a 100% recyclable bottle. Oh, yes. so I guess you would. Yeah. Yes. It's because it's flat. It's like, have any of you seen um, Harry Potter when the night <laughs> bus squeezes uh, in? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of like yeah. that. It's like yeah. someone yeah. squished, the squished the bottle. It's flat. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's yeah. probably what? It's a good analogy. Eight centimetres yeah. thick. Yeah. And it's a, a regular. It's like you've gone over a wine bottle with a rolling pin. Yeah. And it's it's a regular height. Yeah. It's eighty three percent lighter, so yeah. would use eighty three percent less fuel to transport from where it's produced mm-hmm. to where it's being bottled mm-hmm. and then from where it's being bottled to where it's being sold. Yeah. And don't forget in the life cycle of wine, of a wine bottle, it will go from manufacturer to winery or filling place, possibly from a contract filler. Back to the winery, yeah. then from the winery to a distribution centre. Yeah. From a distribution centre yeah. to a store. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of miles in that. So each of those, because it is 83% lighter, is yeah. going to be better. So it's effectively pre-cycled mm. because you've already reduced your CO2 emissions on it. Um, it's a hundred percent recycled bottle, so it's already come yep. from oh. plastic. Wow. Okay, so this is super sustainable. This is like this is my favorite. This is the yes, the superstar of sustainability. All right. Now the caveat for me, and this is from Taylor's one small yeah. step Chardonnay and twenty twenty one. This is the only one that's really got any traction in the market at the moment. Yeah. 
The one th- problem that I have with it is it should be only for wine that you're going to drink within six months, and they should make yeah. a bot. They should have a bottling date that. on it yeah. or a best before yeah. date. This is yeah. not wine to be laid down. Now the pushback that I've heard from winemakers who are very traditional is, "Why would I put my premium wine in there?" Well, you wouldn't. We're not telling you to. Because your premium wine <laughs> is not going to be drunk with yeah. you. Put um, your entry-level wine in there. <laughs> Put entry-level wine. And don't forget, 95% of all wine is consumed yes. within the first 24 hours of purchase and yep. is at 98 within the first 48 hours. It's crazy, yeah. So why not? Absolutely. And from a personal perspective, a lot – Easier to carry your bin out at the end of the yeah. week, your recycle bin, because, man, ours is very, very heavy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to taste this. But before we do, I had um, another interesting perspective to bring you because I picked up this one from First Choice today while I was with my friends coming on home from holiday. And they actually had a lot to say about it as the lay person who isn't arson and super into wine and stuff. <laughs> okay, I can't ignore sorry, your face. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, keep going. Okay. Um. And they had some really interesting comments that I thought was worth featuring because they're not us. So, see, I would have thought all this. Yeah, Hannah, would you pick it up in store? No, well, when I picked it up in store, it just felt very cheap. And I think it makes me feel like I'm trying to hide my alcohol in the way that it's like a flat bottle. (laughs) I actually kind of get that. It feels flasky. I think that is kind of a good comparison. Yeah, like a cheap plastic hip flask. Like it's not round. It's not just that it's plastic. It's also that it's not round, like a round bottle. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of those plastic water bottles that you like slide into the back of your backpack. And she went on to say that if Thanks, she Hannah. <laughs> she went we on to say Hannah. that if she was a Hannah and Katie and Oh Katie. Yeah. Her voice sounded way deeper. <laughs> Maybe I've only seen her when she's been a little bit Probably a little bit tipsy. <laughs> That's my wedding. Um but, yeah, she went on to say that if she was a regular wine drinker and she did have a couple of bottles a week, she'd 100% switch to it because it's sustainable. But because she only does have, like, maybe a bottle every month or so, she wants to feel fancy when she drinks it, so she'd buy glass. Okay, we need to get a Gen Zer and ask the same questions of them mm. because I suspect that there will be a different perspective yeah. that sustainability messaging may be more targeted at a yeah. younger generation. I, If I found a wine that came that I liked, mm-hmm. that came in this packaging and that was next to a glass bottle, I would pick this every single time. I don't care how it looks. Yeah, and because, that's the difference between us, I guess. Yeah, I just as long as as long as what's inside 
And now we've got the taste test. So this is a 2021 <laughs> South Australian Chardonnay from Taylor's. Hmm. It's a little bit sour, but not in a bad way. I kind of like it. It's very neutral for me. $17. Mm. $17 Chardonnay. Yeah, well, what am I expecting? That's It's okay. It's... Hmm. I, I think I like it more than you. Mm, I mm. I hate using that term commercial because, I mean, all wine should be bloody commercial. We're not making the wines to not make any money. Yeah. Um, look, it is a high-volume wine and it's a perfectly drinkable wine. I would. I think I'd prefer Golden Oak over that, though, my cask. You know how we've said before, <laughs> though, like um, the structure – You've got the structure and then you've got, like, the flavours. I think structurally it holds its own really well. Like, the acid really nice. It fills my mouth nicely. You're right, there's not much complexity to it, but I think it feels nice in my mouth. What's a flavour in there? Like, green apple. Apart from that? Grapefruit. That's about it, though, really? Yeah, and a little bit of that, a tiny bit of that esteriness. Mm. Yeah. And Venus. <laughs> <laughs> And Venice. It is <laughs> fine. Yeah. I, I drink it. I think that's – I know what you mean. You can get better than that for 17 bucks by a Riesling. Maybe – You know, hmm. my – I just – I do love these bottles and I know that they're – I mean, in the winemaking trade, there is such pushback against it. But – That's also good. So There's got, we're going yeah. to get more, you know, tailors aren't going to go out there with their best wine in this product, are they? They're going to go something that has the mass, most broad mass market appeal mm. as possible. So I, I absolutely respect them and hats off to them for making it. It's effort. simple, but I find it yum. It's, um, yeah. I like the, I really like the acid. You can take that home tonight. Oh, I will. <laughs> I love it. It does. It reminds me of the squished bus in, in Harry Potter. That's really funny. I'm always going to think of that when I <laughs> see these bottles for now. Like no, it does. It? it does. And I'm a massive Harry Potter nerd, yeah. so I really appreciate the well, analogy. I've watched, oh, I reckon, the first four films about 400 times. After <laughs> that, they got too long and too many words. And oh, um, Jesus. And um, then the last one, the last two. Goodness. Wow. Anyway, this we digress. Is a, it's not a Harry Potter podcast. <laughs> oh, maybe we should start one though. So now we have a pouch. Pouch. Three's a crowd. So it's basically the inside of the goon bag. Yep. Oh, hang on. Did you toss yours? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I'm drinking mine. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, keep going. It's the inside of a goon a cask, but it's the inside out. No cardboard on the outside. Um, 100% recyclable through your soft plastics, go to Woolies or Coles and drop it off with your sandwich bags. Mm. Flat, these are flat when we deliver them. Yeah. So weight is minimal. Yeah. This holds one and a half litres and is interestingly a Pinot Noir, which cracks me up, <laughs> wine of Australia. Um, it's vegan friendly, 80%... Lighter carbon, 90% less waste to clean up. It's recyclable number seven in other and vegan friendly. This, Hannah, 
is what you take to your festivals <laughs> because you got 1.5 litres, babe. Yeah. And it's kind of cool packaging. Did you show them the the pouches as well? Did they have any comment yeah, on that? They were like goon. So, oh, this has a little tap on it. And um, hopefully, I don't fuck this up. <laughs> you know how we oh, always yeah. say, "Don't buy um, Pinot Noir under like twenty five bucks." This is oh, okay. sixteen dollars for a liter and a half. Yum. And so that is, oh, this is the thing. It's so hard to give our opinion. Like, it's cheap wine, essentially. How the hell do I get it out? You twist it? Isn't it? Did you have to take out a tab or something? I did take out a tab. Okay, so we got it out. I've worked. Okay, got it. I've worked out how to do it. You pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just pouring into Mel's glass. So this is like one of those, you know, very large pack yogurt things that you see kids sucking on in the supermarket. (laughs) Very large version of that. Yeah. Colour. It's it's a cute branding though. The label's really nice. I think it looks nice. It's called Three's a Crowd Pinot Noir. Yeah. Pair with food, share with friends. It's nice. Um, It smells like cherry cola. And is it char? Yeah. Cherry, like cherry wood. Like a dirty cherry. Like. When my husband worked in Oregon, he used to put cherry wood chips in his wine to make the wine more cherry. What, like flavoured? It's like I'm using oak chips, but it was cherry wood. What's cherry wood? So it's from the cherry tree. Ah, so you can use when oh, chili cool. in Chile where you did trials on hazelnut yeah. uh, barrels made from hazelnut wood for mm-hmm. the hazelnut tree. Yeah, um, nogali. I think that was hazelnut. I can't remember the other two. Um, right, pinot. Not really. Mm, yeah. Mm. So, um. Pretty basic wine, mm. but it's seventeen dollars for one and a half liters, so it's eight fifty a bottle. Oh man, it is actually punching. It is <laughs> considering it's that that could be a lot worse. I'd drink that. I wouldn't resent drinking that at a festival or whatever. I'm going to sound like your mother here, but <laughs> I would drink that with ice in it. Look at you! You're you are so newly on this ice train thing. You love it. No, but diluted a little bit because it, I find it a little yeah, bit harsh. It'll be nice in summer. Actually, having it chilled. Um, but the th- yeah, I the know th- what you mean. Actually, the thing with this um, this packaging, I love the idea of this packaging. Yeah, because you can do funky blends and totally. do out their stuff, and yeah, I don't know what your minimal order quantities are with these wines. This is the thing, if with this new packaging, you might have to do 5,000 litres, which is not very fun yeah. if you just want to have an experiment. But it's it's good to be able to try different stuff. You know, I've always said I'd, I've always wanted to make a wine called Merch, which yeah, is Merlot with Chardonnay. Anyone, I think Merch is a brilliant name. Don't recently. anyone ever steal it. Um, <laughs> that's you something I'd love now. to do f- and simply for take it to a picnic yeah. and drink it. Don't even Think about it. Yes. I want it to be refreshing. And that's what this is. Yep. It's not Pinot that you're going to pair with your roast no. duck. It's not Pinot, but it's 
a pretty it's refreshing. A, it's a nice, refreshing dry red wine. Yep. Light-bodied dry red. Light dry red. I'd so happily drink that at a picnic, not thinking about it, just – Yep, yeah. and I think the more you drink it, the less it's going to look like Pinot. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me actually of um, more of a Valpolicella because the acid's a bit. It is like Valpolicella. And you know that cherry that you If get. you gave me it and told me it was a Valpolicella, I, I would that believe you. Valpol, and if I re- if yes. I just put the name, scratch that Pinot and Valpol, you'd be going, that's a bloody good Valpol. Yes, that's so true. That is so true. Yeah. You'd be that's going, oh, that's a good Valpol. Yeah. You know, for 8.50 a bottle, You know what? Take, take Pinot out of your mind and just think like a nice light red and it's try it. You just call it a summer red, you know. Yeah. Uh, what's that big lake where everyone goes? Lake Como. Lake Como yeah. red. Oh, we couldn't call it that, unfortunately. <laughs> couldn't call it that. But, um, yeah, that's good. In my books, that's yeah, pretty good. So we're going to see more and more of this sustainable packaging coming Hopefully on. Hopefully more give, premium wine goes into them. Yeah, give it a try. The flat Do pack give it a try. bottle, seriously, if you are just after a Chardonnay to drink at home and you've got $17 to spend, buy it. Absolutely. Why not? Yes. Um, or look for an alternative in a pouch or in the, the smaller lightweight mm-hmm. bottle. Or Dan Murphy's now, you know, they, they have – not mine at the moment because they're renovating it. Oh my god, it's going to be beautiful, I'm sure. But I can't find anything. <laughs> I know it's so. I know the store so well. I know the layout. Yeah. But um, they have, you know, vegan and blah, blah, yeah. and the, they will be shouting sustainable soon yeah. because and support again, it. Support the sustainable all, wines. All of our large supermarkets and and you know everything. They have to get their sustainability through you as well, through the producers yeah. as well. Yeah. So it's pretty exciting, actually. Chill that down, baby. I'm drinking it. Yeah. Are you drinking I'm it or tipping it? No, there you go. It that says a lot, actually, for it. It's equaling 850 it's wine. It's not Pinot. It's just a nice, it's a nice dry red. Delicious. Okay, before we finish up, a couple of things. Firstly, do you remember in the Semillon episode, you were trying to be like, I don't know if creamed, you're like, I swear to God, creamed honey is different to normal oh, honey. Yeah, so someone know. Yeah, so Kayla... Um, messaged us saying cream honey is honey that has been whipped and then chilled to control the crystallization process. It gives you smaller crystals compared to that of raw or liquid honey. But it, why does it taste creamier? Does she say? Um, it's been whipped. I guess that's why. Just must change the texture. So change smaller the crystals te- changes the texture. And that gives a perception of yes, creaminess. Exactly. It must be just perception. Wow. That's so cool, isn't it? it's a taste buddy, tonguey, textural thing. That's pretty cool. That's yeah, like wine. Is. Yeah. For honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have another message from a friend of the podcast, Kat. Um, she said that they're booking their honeymoon, yay, um, for February next year in the Mornington Peninsula and wanted to ask for advice on salad doors and restaurants. What do you reckon? I have to say Maruduka State. Would you say that too? Absolutely. <laughs> Like no doubt, yeah. best, best, hands down the best. Heads up that hands up that Kate McIntyre is a friend of mine, but they for me are the best producers. I went there before I ever met her. Yes, is you sometimes can meet Kate's dad or yeah. her mum or Kate herself. I mean, it is just one of those family run. You don't see them anymore, and the people that work in there are nerds, like wine nerds. Like if you want to go and like, okay, clearly if you listen to this podcast. Yeah. It's you, next level. you want a good 
experience where someone's going to really teach you about wine, not just pour it for you and go, oh, there you go. Like everyone who works in that cellar door, like knows their stuff. Yeah. And it is the wines just oh, yum. Um, where else? Mont Alto for the view, I guess, yeah. and for the the beauty yeah. of it all. Mont Alto, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Um, 10 Minutes by Tractor, I love. I do. I love their restaurant. I like their Pinot and and they have a really good educational thing because they they have one vineyard and they go, here's a Pinot yeah. that's from the bottom, here's a Pinot from the middle and here's a, a Pinot from the top and you can taste the difference in altitude of the grapes. I did a, a thing in lockdown in the UK with the winemaker from there. We were on us the same oh, yeah. podcast in the UK. Yeah. And he – it was fascinating to listen to. It's it, it is very nerdy, and the restaurant's really nice. Yeah, Foxy's Hangout. I've heard that's so good, but just I've never got because in. Tony Lee is a good friend of mine. They're they're mad. They're brothers, um, and I is love, the wine good. Yeah, the wines are good. I love their wines, <clears throat> and they're just. It's a really great place to just sit down with a big chunk of food. They yeah. they, they are food and wine people. It's in yeah. their blood. You will never have a bad minute there. They, they, the wines are great. The food's always fantastic. It's and if you if they're there, they're just they're gorgeous people. Um, um, and Foxy's win so many awards. Yes, they do actually, don't but they? They're not pretentious about it. That's the thing I yeah. love about it. They're not wine wankers. It's just we think it's pretty good booze. I love that. Um, what I just think of Point Leo, not necessarily for the wine. They do have some good wine, but like that sculpture garden is an amazing. I'm not even like one of those art nerds, but if, even for me, I was like, I'm awesome not a sculpture person, but yeah. that is amazing. The sculpture there. Um, that should keep you. That should keep you busy. <laughs> We've covered a few. You're busy, I think. Um, yeah. And maybe drop into the Sorrento pub for a beer. Because <laughs> it's pretty nice at the Sorrento pub. And I hope you have the best honeymoon. It's in February. Oh, all the kids will be back at school, thank God. Yeah. Because it's really not a nice place to be, really, over the summer holidays. Yeah. Beautiful part of the world. Oh, well, if you'd let us know, we'll meet you for lunch. No, we will. We, we will. totally will. We'll come will. down and meet you we for lunch. That. Not on the 16th of February, just so everyone knows it's my birthday. So... <laughs> Jesus. On that note, <laughs> we hope you have another glass of Belpolicella. <laughs> Do you reckon Nick will the wine? And drink well. <laughs> I'm about to. <laughs> <laughs>